In preparation for the reading of the Hebrew Scripture, Psalm 150, I invite you to turn to page 862 in the United Methodist Hymnal. While I read the uh, light-colored words, I ask all of us together to read the dark ones. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise God in his mighty firmament. Praise God for his mighty deeds. Praise God with loose Praise God with a trumpet sound. With lute and harp. Praise God with a tambourine and a dance. Praise God with strings and pipes. Praise God with sounding cymbals. Praise God with a loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. A few weeks ago, our worship team had a uh, very wonderful discussion about the significance of worship, how important worship is for our health, for our spiritual vitality, for our ability to be in the flow of God and to kind of be a reminder to us of who we really are and whose we really are. Coming to worship is such an important part of who we are as followers of Jesus, people of spirit, people of God. And when we come on Sunday, it kind of prioritizes our primary relationship, and that is with the living God. And then when we can do that well and consistently, it helps all of our other relationships. We spoke for a, a, about an hour and a half. It was the three of us and Barbara who texted us this morning. She's sorry she can't be here. And we were really musing about how worship has shaped us and formed us. And the beauty of music has been part of that which God has used to shape us and remind us that we are not alone, that God has called us to be with one another, and that God wants us to appreciate beauty and love and to see the big picture and our place in it. That was a very long and good conversation. I don't know how we're going to do this in about 10 or 15 minutes, but I'm, I'm grateful for, uh, for this roundtable discussion. And we'll just kind of let the congregation eavesdrop on our reflections about how worship has shaped us and what we value about music's role in the worship life. So I, I toss it to either of you as to what you would like to share. I know, uh, Peter, you've been thinking deeply about this, and Sharon, you have too. Um, do you want to start? Maybe you can yeah, I guess. get the mic right up to you. Um, one of the things that we talked about um, with Barbara, and one of the things that um, I've come to think of what worship is, um, has come to be like in the past 10 years. I've actually been a church musician since I was 12 years old. I was playing in my local church as an organist for the earliest service. Um, I grew up Catholic and the service was at 8.30. Um, and, <laughs> and I drew the short stick. Um, so I had to do the um, 8.30 service. So I've been a church musician for a long time. Um, but it's only like in the last 10 years that I've sort of started to coalesce 
um, the things that I get, get out of it and how um, worship has shaped me and what I think a worship service is for me and what I hope for others. And it's basically practice, which is not unusual for a musician. <laughs> um, but when we are able to come together for an hour on a Sunday, um, it's when we get to think of um, who we want to be the rest of the week, how we want to treat other people, um, what kind of person we want to be. Um, so it's, it's, I feel like um, if I can practice, if I can think about um, kindness, um, making the world a better place, if I can focus on that for an hour, um, then the rest of my week I can live out those thoughts and those ideas. Um, and a little while ago, I, I was also thinking of this. This is another um, a, a th very small thing that's shaped my thinking. Um, one of my friends um, from California, when I was um, living in California, a student friend of mine, Katerina, um, she knew as I, I was a church musician and I was a choir director in Sacramento. And um, she basically said, well, why, are you, why do you work in a church? You know, I'm, I was a pianist. I was a graduate student at the time. Um, I teach. I do other things. Um, and she was like, well, why do, you, why do you work in a church? And I didn't have an answer um, exactly at the moment. But then after a while, the answer started to co coalesce for me. It's because being around these people makes me a better person. So I, I would rather be around all of my friends, um, all of the congregation that I can be around because I'm a better person because of it. So the community plays a role in the music making and in the worship life. Yeah, absolutely. I've been a music teacher for a long time. I started out teaching um, little guys and gals as a Suzuki piano teacher. Um, and it's, it's always been more about the community for me. Um, even as a Suzuki music teacher, you have group lessons, you have um, group instruction, and I always enjoyed the groups a, a great deal. And um, it, it, I, I kind of realized through being a group piano teacher that it was the ministry that I, I really enjoyed, that I connected with. And that's why I enjoy being a church musician, and, and that's why I like to come to worship. And, and just an aside, one of the communities that Mr. Hill creates by God's grace and with God's help is downstairs in the Chatham Methodist Preschool. He teaches the kids how to sing together which is no small feat. <laughs> sometimes individually. A lot of times individually, but sometimes together. Yeah. And about two weeks ago, there was a gathered concert downstairs, and I think it was the Yellow Room, and all of the parents gathered around, and they were taking pictures of their kids singing with Mr. Hill. And uh, it was a beautiful community that formed around making music. So thank you for, for doing that. Sharon, what are some of your reflections? I see you come with yeah. Annie Lamott wisdom. <laughs> I brought some of my own thoughts and some of hers. Uh, as Jeff said, we spent a lot of time recently talking about this, and I felt like we could have spent a whole lot more 
And uh, I love talking about music and especially music's connection with worship and with faith. And uh, it's hard to distill it down, but when I did, I came up with kind of two ideas. The first is just the power of music. I mean, music can soothe us and relax us. Music can excite us and energize us. Music can make us joyful. Music can make us prayerful. And so it just has a wide range of powers over us, in a sense. And also music as connection. Um, first and foremost, music connects us to God and is a way of um, interacting with and communicating with God, a, a unique way of doing that. And music connects us to one another, as we've already heard Peter say so eloquently, and um, what, when you're singing in a choir, of course, but also when you're singing in the congregation, singing in the pews, when we're singing hymns together, singing songs together, there's a special kind of connection that emerges from that, and that that helps to form. And music also, in, for me, and I think for many people, connects us to people, to places, and to experiences in our past. Um, my earliest memories, some of my earliest memories as a very young child was of bedtime and prayer time, and my mother singing the songs of faith to me. And I still remember those songs that she sang. And um, several years ago, in her last hours on this earth, my two older sisters and I sang to her some of those same songs that she had sung to us as young children. Uh, I cannot sing the hymn, Christ the Lord is Risen Today, without imagining myself once again coming, uh, processing down the center aisle of the Madison United Methodist Church on Easter Sunday morning. I can still smell the smell of the lilies uh, and feel the joy uh, that comes with that um, experience. And music also connects us to the future. It connects us to when we will be with God in heaven. I know there will be music, I know there will be singing, and so part of the connection that happens when we sing together and make music together here is to connect us with that future time. And uh, I did want to recount um, a brief story um, written by Annie Lamott about the power of music um, that I think illustrates this kind of power of connection that music can have. In her church, there was a man who uh, was dying of AIDS, and he would come to church every Sunday. Eventually, he was so weak that he still came to church, but he couldn't uh, stand up to sing the hymns. He would stay sitting down for singing the hymns. And there was a woman in the choir named Renola, and she had grown up uh, being taught that people like Ken were an abomination. And so she was having a little trouble with Ken being in their congregation. And uh, I just want to recount in Annie's words what happened one Sunday morning, very briefly. Then it came time for the second hymn, 
the fellowship hymn. We were to sing, His Eye is on the Sparrow. The pianist was playing, and the whole congregation had risen. Only Ken remained seated, holding the hymnal in his lap. And we began to sing, Why should I feel discouraged? Why do the shadows fall? And Renola, in the choir, watched Ken rather skeptically for a moment, and then her face began to melt and contort like his, and she went to his side and bent down to lift him up. Lifted up this white rag doll, this scarecrow. She held him next to her, draped over and against her like a child while they sang and it pierced me. I can't imagine anything but music that could have brought about this alchemy. Maybe it's because music is about as physical as it gets. Your essential rhythm is your heartbeat, your essential sound, the breath. We're walking temples of sound. And when you add tender hearts to this mix, it somehow lets us meet in places we couldn't get to any other way. I marvel that God made our bodies in a way that they can make music. They can hear music and they can respond to music. And sometimes it's music that God uses to break open our hearts and our spirits. That's what music means to me. We were talking a little bit about um, where is God in the midst of worship? And we, some of us grew up with the image of God being the primary audience and that God was somehow looking down on us or observing us or receiving everything we do on Sunday morning as an offering to God. But then, Sharon, I think you mentioned something about the more imminent God image, that the God in our midst. Can you say something about how you see God at work on Sunday morning in the worship life? Mm-hmm. When the choir is singing, that is God. That is the breath of God. That is the spirit. We can't sing without breath. And we've talked before about how the word for spirit is the same word as the word for wind or breath. And so... Uh, I believe that that is God moving in our midst. The organ can't function without air, without wind, without the movement of air. Uh, And so that is God in our midst. Um, God is present in the music itself. Um, Thank you. Yeah, Yeah, and and there's so many um, lovely scientific studies these days about the benefits of music, but one of the very interesting um, facts is that when we sing together, um, we breathe together, and we our heartbeats start to be in sync. I, I don't know of any other activity um, where we breathe exactly together and our heartbeats exactly together. Um, that that's a wonderful metaphor, and I think the story of Annie from Anne Lamott um, is quite wonderful. Um, it brings me to something I tend to think of that um, music is optimistic. Um, music b- 
believes that there can be a future, which is so interesting because music is ephemeral. Um, you sing music and then it's over and then it's done and all you have is a memory. Um, but you look forward to the next memory. Um, it's, it's always about believing that there can be a next memory. Music really forces us to be in the present moment as well. I mean, in some ways, it brings us to our past. It connects us to our past. I think we all have hymns that we can sing in our minds with our mothers and fathers in the faith. It brings us to the future, the hope that music is always there to be made. And if we're present, the only place that God is active is right here, right now, in that moment, that holy moment when a choir sings something and we all know, and this happens so often here at Chatham, something holy is happening. And I can only explain it as the mystery of God, but it's musicians that are God's vessels to, um, to bring us to those holy moments. I, th I think it was Rumi that said, we are, or he said, I am a flute, and it is God's breath that brings the music. Uh, we're all instruments. And God, God's breath is what animates us. We were talking briefly, and this will probably, if, if I can close this. We were talking briefly about how important it is to pray before worship. So that worship can be that much more meaningful. And a few weeks ago, we crafted a prayer, and it's the prayer of intention that is in our bulletins that we've prayed the last two weeks and that we'll continue to pray. But this may be more than a prayer for just Sunday morning because worship doesn't happen just on Sunday morning. Corporate worship is so important for us to prioritize. And an increasing challenge in our very busy and secularized world to prioritize coming to worship the living God on Sunday morning together. Worship is something that we are invited to do every day and every moment of the day. And so we came up with a prayer sheet, a prayer list, a prayer ritual that we printed out, and it's also in the ministry opportunities today, that we might pray intentionally as we start our day. It may be a prayer or a set of prayers that we pray before coming to church on Sunday morning. When we get up in the morning, on our car ride here, in the parking lot, as we're entering the sanctuary, as we're preparing to worship the living God from where we are seated, I commend those prayers to you as a congregation so that we together might intentionally pray an openness to what God might do on Sunday morning. Thank you. This is just the beginning of a conversation. I invite you between the services to have some conversation with one another about what you find worshipful and perhaps how your worship life has shaped you and reminded you of God's deep and abiding love. May God bless us all in our worship lives. Amen.